Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Today is our special guest day, where we will hear from a friend of the ministry who will share their insight and stories on truth in this chaotic world. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, everybody. This is uh, Guest Thursday, and uh, we're revisiting with uh, Brad and Carrie Little from McKinney, Texas, uh, transplants from Oklahoma. Uh, last last time you guys shared your beautiful stories of your business, which is exciting. You're starting a new project uh, coming up. And uh, when do you break ground, by the way, on your new, new property? I think we'll probably have a groundbreaking ceremony um, by the end of September, and then hopefully we break ground for, in earnest uh, end of October, first of November. Yep, that's kind exciting. Of the, yeah, that'd be fun. It is exciting. It is exciting. Get ready for next summer, and then uh, you shared some great stories about uh, uh, where God raised a, a red flags, and you had to process that to to con- confirmation. And then, by the way, he said something that you were going to do. I actually have a different plan for that, so you were open to that, you know, and. And then shared how you guys as a couple worked that, and that was a beautiful thing. So we'd like to, this time, have you share, uh, again, first of all, describe your family. I think you've got, is it eight eight children uh, between the two of you? And, and a how lot ma- of grandchildren. How many grandchildren? <laughs> Eighteen. Eighteen. So first of all, uh, whoa, uh, that, uh, you got birthday issues there. <laughs> um, Always. Yeah. Always. Uh, so uh, how old is your children? Which, what ranges of your children uh, do you have? So for the story, I mean, to make sure everybody's on the same page with us, uh, Carrie was a widow, I was a widower, and we met about, let's just say 14 years ago. We've been married 12. Um, the oldest is Courtney, and she is 32. 32, I was say 33, but 32, and then the youngest is 23. <laughs> So we, 25. We lose track of all of it, but um, we just know the dates. But <laughs> so it, we've got a lot in a few years, um, mm-hmm. and we tell people six of the eight have actually worked for us, and we fired two of them. Honestly, we fired two. Of them. So <laughs> wow. They turned out to be good. So, uh, Are they still talking to you? But we, uh, oh yeah. It was the best thing we could have done for them, honestly, at the time. Oh. So. And they, um, and then, uh, so you're, uh, and you said they're in different states right now. So where, where are they all located? Do you want to start? Let's go down the list. Yes. Okay. So Courtney and her husband, two children are in Edmond, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. And then Terrence and his wife and five kids are in, um, Norman, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Is that close to each other? We're probably 30, 45 minutes yeah. away from each oh, other. Oh, so not bad. So okay. for, for New Hampshire, okay. I, yes, that's close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's close. That's nothing. <laughs> and it's kind of funny because it's Brad, Brad's child, my child, Brad's child, my child, mm-hmm. and then the on all of pretty so much. So truly, the Brady bunch so is what you're saying, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So Blake and his wife Savannah live in Mustang with their family. Uh, their kids 
And then after that would be the one in Tennessee, Colby and his wife and kids. And um, Where are they in Tennessee? Elizabethton, right near Johnson City. Okay. And they, and they just moved there uh, not rec not very long ago. So we're gonna go see them in no October. October, November. Um, we have a son in Edmond with his wife. They don't have any kids yet, so we'll see. Um, and he just, he's getting ready to change careers. We've been in prayer. He and I have been praying about his career for a couple of months. He loves what he does, but he's wanting to totally do something different. Which imagine his dad did that very same thing. So, um, it's, it's funny how they follow you and they don't mm -hmm. even know it. But, um, right. and then we have another daughter uh, who's an attorney in Norman with her husband and two kids. And then we have our youngest who lives in, Levi. I'm sorry, we have Levi right after that. Levi, gosh, it's hard <laughs> for us. And then Levi, his wife and two kids live in uh, Halstead, Kansas, which is right outside of Wichita. We're going there next week. Going up to see them next week. And then the youngest uh, daughter lives in uh, Stroud, Oklahoma and she's into horses and she started a garden we're like who are you she's, like, <laughs> <laughs> she's become this this of the earth person but it's cool it's fun to watch yeah. them you know we've we have transitioned from parent to friend with all mm. of them and that's really that's really all you can for us that's all we really prayed and hoped for was when they don't have to we want them to call us as a friend mm -hmm. because they could choose not to they could choose to keep the parent relationship if they wanted to and not that we're not their parents anymore but we want to be their friend or they'll call just mm -hmm. to talk because they know they're not going to get a lecture so once brad was really good about teaching me to not ask because of the couple of the younger boys went through some interesting patches and he taught me not to ask questions and it totally changed the trajectory of our relationship. It changed everything. And now most all of them call every single day just to share with us. And so if we hear something in the conversation and they ask for our advice, we will share sparingly with them. We've, we've learned that some ask and they ask for our advice, but they really don't want it. So we ask. You know, <laughs> well, the questions. stress would come that and a mother is want to do. She'll ask questions. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I said, you know, in my opinion, if they don't volunteer, we don't need to dig. We just mm -hmm. don't need to dig there because it's going to, they're not ready to share and they may not want to share. So it only creates the anxiety. And what I didn't want was any of the eight to say, I don't want to call because they'll ask questions. It's, we're not, they're on their own. They're adults. They, they pay their own way now. We're not here to judge them anymore. We're not even here to really, you know, lecture them about anything. It's helped us when we pray for them because yes. they share with us openly because they're mm -hmm. not going to be under judge. I and, hope and, they see it that way. Yeah, and talk, talk, and, a little and bit about, talk a little bit about that, of the uh, dynamic. Uh, a lot of our audience has adult children, and uh, there is a tendency sometimes <laughs> to uh, kind of grill them. Um, but tell us, tell us how you see it differently and what the what the beauty of that is and how that is translated inter interesting enough to exactly where you would like to be uh, and, and what that role is. But how did that dynamic change? Why do you see that dynamic? Why is it so important to let them come to you versus the other way around? I think once they become adults, um, and, and, and so they reach an age, a chronological age, and they're all at different levels, honestly, at maturity. Some have matured faster, some have matured slower. And you respect that, but um, 
you know, when they reach the stage where they don't need you, you, you want them to want you because you mm-hmm, can't mm-hmm. force anything anymore. And so we were, we're not the typical grandparents. So we're the ones that moved away because we wanted to come and start a business in a different state, different community. So we are the grandparents that didn't move to the grandkids. We're the grandparents that moved away. And so we've kind of, we've even apologized for that, uh, that we're the ones that moved away, but they're all like, you give us a great thing to go do. We get to come see you when they come quality time. But we wanted, um, again, we wanted, and here's one thing we've been really good at, we try really hard at, when we're talking to one, we don't talk about anybody Um, else. Never Um, discuss their issues. We never share anything that one has told us with somebody else. And, and even when they pry and want to know, did you know about, and we'll be like, oh, we have, we, we talked to them this week, but I mean, we, we really try to respect that there are eight individual lives going on. Mm-hmm. Why, why, is that so, why is that so important when you uh, approach it that way? I think if, if we share other issues with, the, with different children with, that their siblings are having, I think one, it causes shame and embarrassment for the child that you shared about. And two, it causes judgment and it causes- well, it breaks the trust. Breaks the trust, yes. And we want, so because we're we're, joint, we're a combined blended. family, a blended family, we want them to want to be around each other and, mm-hmm. and want to- if, if someone doesn't need to know, they don't need to know. No. I don't want to, I don't want us to be gossipers. Um, you know, our family's very diverse. They're, they're all, faith believing people now they may be in varying stages and that's okay they it's a ride for everybody but you know we i don't know everybody's the same political party i don't some got vac- vaccinated some didn't want to get vaccinated we didn't broach the issue with them we didn't make it a big deal either way i mean we lo- at the end of the day we love them for who they are and that's where we'll meet them we don't want to sit there and we have our opinions and sometimes they'll say well what do you think about and then why do you think about it and then that's the door that's opened by them and we'll share, but it stays there, and we always end with "I love you." Yeah, mm-hmm. we they each parent so differently. So we've got two children that still do not have kids. One child is not married, and so they don't have any kids. So excited to see these them as parents. But the ones that have children, we we really try very hard when they're with us to stand back and let them do all the disciplining. And we don't tell them they've done it right or wrong. And <laughs> mm-hmm. they're all really good parents. And it's fun to watch them. Here, mm-hmm. Here's one. So we went to the oldest, and it's been a couple of years now, and we were babysitting. And literally, we woke up that morning and come down the stairs to her kitchen. And there were probably 15 Maybe more. Stickies, sticky notes, yellow ones, like, here's what you do at this time. Here's what you do. Here's what you do. If this happens, here's what you do. And we're both just sitting there looking at these. And her husband walks in, and he goes, I think they've done this before. <laughs> so we let them go off because we're babysitting all day. No, dirt always. We took down every sticky note and threw it away. You know, it was like, if we're here, we're going to do it our way. As long and, as there's no food allergies. We, yeah, I mean, yeah. we're not going to cross the line medically or anything, but it's like, we know how to do this. But if they're with us, we're in charge. When you are with them, you're in charge. You know, it's like, mommy said I couldn't have a cookie. Well, here, have two. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's that kind of thing. But, um, <laughs> how we do it is the right way to do it but it has worked for our family because blended families i think there's an extra level of stress that can be added if things mm. aren't 
a correct way. Well, and you have to be sensitive to how everybody's viewing. I mean, we try, it's really hard. We try to make sure we give the same amount and it doesn't always work, but we try to give the same amount of attention to each family unit. Um, some just call us more often. Like we have two, we have probably four of the eight who call us every day and we mm -hmm. love it. They FaceTime in, the grandkids are FaceTiming in or they just call to check in or like the son that's been changing careers. Dad, I need you to pray about this. I need you to pray about this. What do you think about this? Here's what their offer was. What do you think? So I'm giving him father advice, professional advice, but also at the end of the day, friends, we're friends. He's got his life. So the others stay in contact, but they don't stay in contact as often. So we initiate contact with them. Like, how are you doing? What's going on? What can we pray for you about? But and learning different love languages and what's important to one and what makes them feel loved mm -hmm. and, the, and how they perceive our time versus how another one does. We had um, one child that got his feelings hurt and we didn't know it. We just knew something was different. And we just didn't know what, and, and um... we had to deal with it. I mean, we had to we had to draw it out of him a little bit just because we didn't want him. You know, he was running with he was running with a narrative in his head of what mm -hmm. he thought. And we had to show him that that's actually talk, talk a little bit talk a little bit about that process. So you you said you noticed that his something wasn't right. Um, how did you approach that, and what did you do with that? when because you're you're obviously involved with your family and you you uh, parents particularly uh you as what we call patriarch and matriarch um one of the things that god gives us at that level is uh you can notice things <laughs> yes. uh particularly when you're spiritually attuned is it wait a second mm -hmm. you know something's not right here um and they're not they're not openly necessarily even sharing how did you when you noticed it you know, what did you do with that? How did you process that so, to help so these you, kids? Uh, I'll give you the general scenario. We won't name which child. So we got so many you'll never guess. But um, so one child um, said, you know, I feel like. And he's not one to talk about his feelings. And so this so is this one that hard. this is a 180 degree. This is 180 from the child we know. Okay. So he said, I feel like, I feel like uh, Brad took you guys down to Texas away from all of us. And I feel like uh, you've become more of a mom to these kids than to me and this other one. And, mm -hmm. and so, you know, we had to confront that head on and we were like, well, Carrie was like, first of all, I'm the one that wanted to move to Texas. It wasn't Brad. Like Brad came along, but I'm the one that wanted to move. And he's like, oh, I just thought maybe Brad was doing that. And I'm like, no. And some of it, he just needed to be heard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we had to talk about, we had to talk about, well, what you see is not necessarily what's real. And so if you see a Facebook post from one of your brothers and sisters about um, had a great time with grandma and grandpa, they, they came to see us. What do you want them to do? So come see mm -hmm. us and we'll have a Facebook post. You know what I mean? So it's one of those where you're just, let's take a deep breath here. You're, you're, you're sitting where you are creating this narrative of this is going on and this is going on. But and not actually, that your feelings aren't valid. Yeah, but you've wasted some yeah. energy on things that are not true. And so mm -hmm. let's come back to center and realize we love you. We don't love anyone any more than the other. I mean, we don't, we would, I, I would die for all eight of them. Gary would probably die for all eight of them, maybe. Seven out of eight, but um, I'm just kidding. But it breaks your heart when you know that thing that they have, that they have seen 
and they perceived it different than you thought. Mm -hmm. Well, we never see it all. Like yeah. it came out of left field. This one came out of left field, and we're like, "What? This is not even him. Like this is." No, and it took a little bit. He had so he had to tell us through text, and then once he felt safe, and like I wasn't gonna go boom, 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 boom back, <laughs> he was able to open up with mm. us on a phone call. And, and the, I purposely, I said, "You need to walk through this with him without me being there." And that was hard because they have always been extremely close. But he and he wasn't trying to separate us. No. But I, I knew this was something that mom needed to handle because mm -hmm. it's his mom. And so for me to be in the picture when he already thinks I'm the one that moved us to Texas, let's just re disarm that one. But you talk to him, and then we and again here we are getting ready to go see him. We're excited to go see him. It's and this cool. isn't something that happened years ago. Yeah, this is a recent. few months ago. But mm -hmm. I think we've conquered it. Right. But it just shows you that they're in, they're humans, and and they're learning how to deal with young families, and they're learning how to deal with situations. And you know, we try to always make sure we don't compare one child to the other. It'd be very easy for all of them to start going, "Well, here's where we are, and here's where we are." Right, right, we are. right. I mean, mm -hmm. we try we try to disarm that one really quickly. It's not every it's, phone call is about yeah. that child and their family. Yeah. When you uh, when you uh, when this initiated, is it something that he said uh, that initiated it, or is it just something that you kind of noticed? Yeah. It was we. So it was actually Brad brought it to my attention. He didn't, they didn't come to our family get together. We had okay. call, which was odd. And, and so, and then the calls got fewer and fewer. Yep. And, um, and some of that was, was our fault because we didn't, we weren't intentional about making the calls, but, and so anyway, I can't, I think I text him and and asked yeah. what that you're this is not you what's going on okay and he said well we just and, and, and you have so he, your family he chose so he chose with his pullback yeah. from everybody and so we're kind of like what's going on because uh the kids are really good about posting something and all the other kids liking it like on facebook whatever instagram i can't keep track but um, they all share each other's joy well this this family pulled back and was not communicating on social media at all and so when he kind of out. he said well we just see that maybe you guys have your family we'll just have our little family here well that really hurt me i mean to the core this I was like there is no our family your family what are you talking about so we need to but as bad as we were hurting yeah. he was hurting worse because they're in another state they're dealing with this on their own not knowing how to open up and share what they're dealing with so we worked through it and we're getting ready to go see him so we'll see how it goes i think yeah. it's going to be great so, so he he yeah. made that comment to you and then how did you approach it to get him now to open up well what? that's when she called him and i actually i think i took the dogs on a walker i left yeah. so that i wouldn't be i wanted them to be able to freely communicate so. and so i shared with him i at first i apologized that that was his perception and that was not our intention because we love all eight equally and, and in different ways because each each needs to be loved differently mm -hmm. and we're growing it was also a big growing learning experience for us it was hard it was painful because i thought we were doing everything right with them <laughs> and, and i guess i mean you're not not all i mean oh, it, we're human i mean the thing about eight is you can have a phone call with three of them let's just say during the day the fourth one calls they don't care that you've talked to the other three. Right. <laughs> they want your 
they want your attention right now about their issue that's or right. what's going on and that's right. you have to, we have to focus in on it it's like you can't sit there and go i'm exhausted i've been talking to your brothers and sisters <laughs> yeah. for like, they don't care yeah, they don't no, care so it. you have to realize you have to like focus on the one that's talking to you about them and keep it right there. And, and then like with birthday parties, we're not able, they live farther away, so it's harder to go. But most of our kids have learned to give us three to six months notice on something so we can put it in the calendar and and know. And so that helped a bunch when, when I share, I just never even thought to share that. Well, we have, a couple, we have a couple that'll say, a couple kids that'll say, we're having a birthday party in two days for one of the grandkids. And we'll be like, we can't make it. Like, we can't be there. Why didn't you give us like at least a week's note? Well, we just decided last minute. Some of them, well, one of them is very mature and saying, we gave you zero notice. We understand. Like, well, we'll come up in the next week. And we'll, and then one would tend to get their feelings hurt. Well, you go to all the other parties. And we're like, but we had notice. We had weeks and weeks of notice. You can't spring it on us when you know our schedule. So again, it, it, it really is managing eight different yeah. adults. Yeah, and you're managing eight different adults. And as you're describing a lot of what's going on in this social media age too, right. where so much right. is put out there and with grand intentions of sharing and celebrating, but that can cause a lot of false isolation or a sense of being left out that isn't really existing but that is the perception and so yes. there's so many different things that i think then when we were growing up that they're navigating in terms of what they're seeing versus what reality is right um, and so and it's it's a whole different thing to navigate i think yes, yeah, you, you were right on the false isolation the uh the good and the bad of social media is just what you described the mm -hmm. good is you can face we can face time and we we she facetimed at 6 30 this morning a granddaughter going on her way to school. So that's the mm -hmm. beautiful part of it. We love FaceTiming, watching the swimming lessons or whatever. The bad part of social media is the comparison yeah. that people tend to fall into of, well, you were there, but you weren't here or right, look what right, they right. did and we couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. And, so and have, some people are better yeah. at posting everything. So it looks like you're with them all right. the time and not with somebody else. <laughs> right. right. And right. that's so true because we have some kids that they're all about the pictures the other kids coming on their way home they're like we didn't picture and we're like you're right we didn't but right right and, you know it's it's not even about the picture it's about the time we spent together but yes it, you know we juggle it like everybody else because uh, we love each one of them and, and mm -hmm. it, it's fun and it makes it sound hard it, honestly we, they're all living their life and they're doing a great job they all are doing well in their own area so and he didn't want to share all of this with us because he didn't want to hurt us sure yeah. so, so that's, been most, yeah. that's yeah. been the most recent one that's caused a little bit of angst like how did this where did this come from what is what is causing this but otherwise we and how do we handle it without getting defensive so this is where i was going a minute ago so they realized and i've told people and I said a minute ago, we're not your normal grandparents. I mean, we still have our own life. Like we love our life. We love where we live. We love what we do. We love our kids and our grandkids, but our life is not about them. We're just not those grandparents. We love them and we want to come watch. If you'll give us notice, we'll be there to watch whatever game or whatever. But we love our life. And you send know? us and, all the videos you can. We love videos and pictures. And what I've tried to share with people is that one thing you'll learn is you do want your kids to move out of the house. You do want them to go be normal. And so you do want them to have their life. Not that you don't want to be involved, 
but you want to be respectfully involved. You want to be involved such that, hey, when you come to see us, we have a lot of good things to show you. Something's happened since the last time you were here. We're not those grandparents that when you come in, like, nope, nothing's happened since you were here. We've been sitting here watching TV. That's, that is not us, you know? So I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. And I, the dynamic yeah. is that we're after grandparents. Yeah. So with yeah. your, with your uh, children, you've said you've, uh, you know, uh, basically let them come to you. Uh, you're happy to give them advice. And the more, the less that you offer them advice, the more advice they seek. <laughs> Uh, and then, you know, you're available to them and then you're sensitive to them in terms of something's not right. Let's talk about it. Talk, get truth, get to the truth, uh, process the truth and let them live their life while you're living yours. As you look at your 18 grandchildren, uh, what do you see as your, as your role as matriarch and patriarch with your, with your grandchildren? What, what do you see as your role? And you, you even said something here is that, well, first of all, they aren't your life, uh, per se. They're not. Uh, you're given your 100% of your attention to them. What do you see as your role with, with your grandchildren? So we joke that we have 18 employees coming down the pipe, <laughs> pipeline, but um, you know, we do talk to them about coming and staying with us, coming, spending a summer here, or there's a couple that would love to come and work for us. Now it'll be up to the parents. You know, some of the parents won't be able to go that long without them, but we want to. Um, but our biggest role is we pray for them every that's where I was going with that. So they know when they come to see us, they know we're going to church that weekend. Yeah. They know to bring the clothes. They know that grandma and grandpa, we may be ushering, but we're going to be watching you. You sit there. But, um, you know, so they know the whole family knows that when they come. So I, I think what we want to leave the legacy um, is that grandma and grandpa were a safe place. They didn't judge us. Uh, they accepted us for what we were, who we were, where we were. And, um, you know, we've got, so this, you know, when you have grandkids that text you and FaceTime you, it just, it's like, it, it brings on a whole new tech. Not one, it's not the, it's not the 16 or 15 kids or in-laws, it's grandkids now texting us and saying, hey, what are you doing, grandma? What are you doing, grandpa? And there's nothing that makes you stop what you're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. grandchild reaches out and just wants to talk. You're like, everything else stops. A grandchild wants to talk. And one of them will FaceTime and he just sets his little iPad down and can go 10 minutes without saying anything. <laughs> he just wants to, know he wants to share time with us. Yeah. You know, so we'll, we'll talk and he's not really on the screen, but we're just talking. We're like, what are you doing? Well, I'm playing whatever game. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> he just wants you to be with him while he does it. Multi, multitasker. <laughs> Well, listen, well, uh, is, you know, I took care of the fact that he thought about us and said, I want to call them yeah. mm-hmm. like, whew. I mean, that's for your grandkids to do that. Yeah. 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 So it's beautiful, sweet. beautiful that you uh, see their opportunity to invest in them and help them grow in Christ and uh, as you will and enjoy them uh, by just being with them and they and being with you and they'll, they'll learn life uh, through your, you know, just being with them and helping them understand. So thank you so much for sharing that uh, discussion with us about your kids and your grandkids and and how uh, you really set it up so that uh, there's a fresh relationship, it's positive. Uh, they have an opportunity to uh, ask for advice and you're willing to give it without you constantly trying to have them determine what, what are they doing and why are they doing it. It's just uh, they got to live their own life and, and you get to live your life and together you're building a great family. So 
it's remarkable, really, what you've been able mm-hmm. to do. Uh, and with- even I loved hearing just um, as you shared the one the story with your son, is that um, intentionality and in communicating yeah. when there is an issue, so that you didn't let a root of bitterness grow. You listened to the Holy Spirit's prompting, communicated and pulled that out. We were able to work through to forgiveness and not let bitterness take root because that can be so destructive. I love just the example you gave in yeah. that. And living we'll keep out, praying uh, over how you're continuing on that journey. Yeah. Living out Ephesians uh, 4.25, speak the truth in love and mm-hmm. um, just keep the communications open uh, as you speak truth. It's not to deny it, but it's rather to do it in a healthy way. So thank you for sharing mm-hmm. all that. And Kathy, will See you again for uh, End Times Friday, and uh, we'll be uh, we'll come back to you guys again uh, and catch up on your next uh, saga uh, of what you have. So it's exciting that uh, people can keep hearing your your life and how you approach it, and uh, what a beautiful way of of living. We just encourage you to stay there, enjoy that sweetness, uh, mm-hmm. and live it out, and be great examples as you, as you do give it away. So. Kathy, we'll uh, see you yes. again tomorrow. And when this new place opens, I would like an invitation yeah, to come we'll, down we'll and come play. Yeah, we'll come down. <laughs> come down. We'll do, a, we'll do a podcast. We'll do a podcast there from, the, uh, <laughs> from the uh, uh, from the from the laser tag from the room. Yes. What do you call it? What do you call that room that you have that that are separate or independent? What do you call those rooms? The escape room. Escape room. <laughs> yeah. We'll go to the escape yeah, we'll room. Put, we'll put Bob Rockwell in there and see if he can get out. That's right. We'll see if Bob can yeah. get out. All right. All right. That's we'll see you great. guys soon. Thanks for joining Thank us, you, everyone. Man. Have a great Thank day. Great. All right. See you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.